0: Hey, guys, today's show is brought to you by one of our newest and favorite sponsors, and that is Photo IQ. Photo IQ offers digital photography online courses like none other of its kind. Okay, it's explained simply, concisely. There's no jargon, no overcomplications. And there are lessons for from beginner to intermediate photographer from ages 13 and up. It's the only digital photography course of its kind that offers online um, quizzes, personal feedback. You get to upload your your homework and it'll help you build your own portfolio. It's going to be more in-depth than anything you've probably taken in high school. And even if you took some like freshman level courses in college, okay, and you can do this all socially distance from home. You know, we're all stuck in our houses under these uh, lockdown restrictions and, you know, some of your schools aren't open. Well, this is a great way to learn a new skill, maybe develop an alternate source of income and get that side gig starting to sort of free yourself up. So what I need you to do is go to photoiq.co and use the promo code FICTION to get you 10% off. He offers a 30-day money-back guarantee. You got nothing to lose. So ditch those pathetic sunset Said pictures you guys have been taking go to photoiq.co use promo code fiction and start learning how to take anything from camera basics still life food landscapes portraits black and white action photos everything that you could possibly imagine he's got a course for it it's going to be better than anything you can find on youtube so go to photoiq.co and use promo code fiction all right let's get on with the show Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceilings does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profit. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Peddling Fiction, the day before the biggest election of our lifetimes in the history of the United States of America. The history of the republic, our democracy is at stake. (laughs) Some contradicting uh, statements right there. But it is Monday and this is going to be a, a much shorter episode than normal. I don't have like a lot of articles to talk about or anything like that. Not much is on my mind other than the same things that are running through your heads right now. Who's going to win this election? What's going to happen when the initial results come in? How much violence is there going to be? I don't think it's even a question of whether or not there will be violence. It's just how bad is it going to get and where is that violence going to um Originate from, I guess. Like, which states are going to be the worst? You know, take the take the worst beating. Just saw Trump is putting up a a wall. <laughs> You're finally getting a wall. It's just around the uh, White House instead of along the southern border. So it's like a huge unscalable fence, apparently. And he's got a couple hundred soldiers standing by, to um, you know to protect him from those uh, that group that said they were going to remove him from the White House, regardless of the election results kind of thing. So I think it's pretty safe to say that D.C. is going to see its fair share of peaceful protests or or riots or whatever you want to call them. Either way, I think, right? Because... Let's say Biden wins. I think there's going to be rioting the same way you would see a a riot after a a Super Bowl win or something like that. When your team wins the World Series, you'll you'll get some of that. So it won't be as violent and uh, destructive as the riots would be if um, Donald Trump pulls out a victory, pulls up the upset now. Because right all the polls—and they haven't really budged in the last couple of months— they, they, they've all got Biden ahead in just about everything. Now, I still think these polls are wildly inaccurate. I, I think Trump is going to outperform them pretty much across the board. And I do think he's going to win election. My gut is telling me he wins tomorrow. Now, what happens after that when they, they come through with all the bullshit fucking mail-in ballots and, and all that stuff? I, I have no idea. But my my gut is telling me and just the way that 2020 has has been Donald Trump is going to I, I just can't imagine Donald Trump losing to Joe Biden. I mean this is Teflon Don we're talking about here, okay He dipped his toe into politics, took out the bushes and the Clintons and won the highest you know um, seat available in government. He became the, the most powerful. Man on, on the planet, you know, the president of the United States of America. Now, that should not be the case, right? That was never what the presidency was supposed to be, or what America was supposed to be. But that is the the reality of the situation, and he's survived all kinds of craziness. Uh, just run down the list, you know, spying on his campaign, a deep state coup, Russia collusion, impeachment. He's he's had thousands of lawsuits against him, right? Um, you just he just seems to be unbeatable and i i don't know what um you know there there's a couple there's a couple things that you have to handicap and i'm not sure how to handicap him which is why i'm just going with my gut so you have the fact that hillary clinton beat him or lost to him by the the smallest of margins right like everything that had to go right for trump to win Went right. He got all all these swing states by like you know thousands of votes. Things like razor thin margins. Everywhere he needed to win, he got a win. And that you just can't depend on that happening again. Um, And and Hillary Clinton was like the worst goddamn candidate ever. Um, The only one worse than that might be Joe Biden. I mean, this guy is just completely inept. He's, um, I, I suppose he's a little more uh, charismatic than Hillary Clinton, but he's clearly not all there. Everybody knows this, right? But everyone's just burying their head in the sand, and they're going to vote for him. You could literally put a fucking broomstick up there with a bucket for a head, and all of these uh, Democrats, all these liberals out there, they would vote for him, the, the broomstick guy, over Donald Trump, any, any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Like, there's just... It doesn't matter who it is, and because the polls were so skewed toward Hillary the first time around, everybody thought it was in the bag, so there was a lot of people that were not motivated to go vote for her, you know, college kids maybe some older people. They're just like, you know, she's got it in the bag. Why am I going to waste my fucking Tuesday going down to the polls, standing in line for like four hours, right? Going through the headache of, I mean, I don't actually know how it works because I haven't voted in 18 years, but I can imagine it's not a very fun experience. And I think a lot of people just sat that one out thinking they had it in the bag. Now those people are have been kicking themselves for the last 4 years. They probably mostly suffer from Trump, Trump derangement syndrome and they are highly motivated now to go out and vote either by mail or in person, whatever. So there's there's that issue. Like you're going to get a much bigger turnout from college kids because they've just been they've been totally fucking brainwashed into thinking that Donald Trump is the you know this unique evil he's so bad that you know he can't you can't even compare him to any other presidents right he's like literally hitler and we have to get rid of him so they're highly motivated and i think a lot of those kids that didn't get out to vote for hillary because they thought it was in the bag they're going to be they're going to show up pretty big for joe biden and i don't know exactly how to handicap that because you they always poll well because you know, the registered voters or whatever, you know, they get these kids in the polls. And so it looks like the Democrats are going to, are going to crush it. The thing is young people just don't turn out to vote And no matter all the endless amounts of propaganda uh, around voting and our democracy. it, It never really seems to motivate them to, to actually get out there and go old people vote, obviously, because they're dependent on social security and Medicare, uh, so they're, they're like literally they're they're dependent. They're so dependent on the government, of course, they're going to go vote and they have, you know, generally nothing better to do because they're old. So um, I, I think that dynamic is going to change this time around because of the fact that, you know, they've done such a good job of convincing large swaths of the American people that Donald Trump is like the be all end all the worst thing that could ever happen to to the country. So there's that. On the other side, right, with these polls, if, if you admit, openly admit that you're a, um, a Trump supporter or something like that, there's a huge stigma attached to it. And, you know, people will, you know, people are afraid to admit that they're they're MAGA they're MAGA guys. So I don't think these these polls capture how many people actually support Donald Trump. I mean, if you look at the rallies, <laughs> compare his rallies to what's going on with Joe Biden and other than these poll numbers, there is no indication. There's no metric you can look at. There's no just just a simple eye test or if you smelled, like nothing indicates that Joe Biden has a chance in hell of winning this election other than these polls. And I think there is a much bigger silent majority now than in 2016. And, and here's why. Because of the the last, you know, six months of fucking bullshit riots, crazy fucking hooligans running through cities, destroying everything. I think there are a lot of people that are are just they see that and they're just like, okay, I didn't vote last time, or maybe even I voted for Biden. I'm voting for Trump now. Like we we just can't have this. We can't have huge mobs of people going around and cracking people over the head with two by fours, burning down businesses, looting, rioting, killing people, you know, you just can't have it. And so they're going to, they're not going to show up in the polls. They're not going to openly admit to anybody that asks them that they're voting for Trump, but they're going to, they're going to vote for Trump. And this is, this is the silent majority. And that's how, you know, that's what screwed the polls up last time because, they, they still had the same narrative. It was pretty effective that, you know, you can't you can't be a Trump supporter. You're a horrible human being. Right. And but I think those numbers have grown now. And I don't think there's anybody that voted for Trump the first time who's who's turning around and voting for Biden now. I, I just don't see it. Um, maybe they won't vote at all. But I I don't see anybody and that. That's on both sides. I don't see anybody that voted for Hillary and then they're, they're turn around and like, OK, I'm voting for Trump this time. Like nobody, nobody is switching teams here. Uh, I, I just I can't imagine anybody who supported Donald Trump the first time for whatever reason is looking over it, you know, at what he did or what he didn't do. And, and, and thinking, okay, you know, he did such a bad job that I have to vote for Joe Biden now. Like, I'm just so disappointed in Trump. Because you can, you can literally make excuses for Trump all day long. And this is what, this is what voters do when you attach yourself to a team, you you come up with excuses for, you know, even if it's just like a football team, why, why your team, oh, you know, the, the goddamn refs, you know, they missed that call or, they, they you know, whatever it is. So, I mean, Trump's got excuses that are, I mean, they're pretty legitimate. Um, there was a deep state coup attempt that, that, that screwed with the first three years of his presidency. Uh, he, he was impeached for fucking complete bullshit. They spied on his campaign. Like, the whole uh, government apparatus has been against him. The media has been fucking messing with him, lying, all, all these bullshit stories. So I think there's a lot there that they can justify voting for him again and not having to uh, sit it out or vote for Biden or anything like that. Like I don't even think anybody is considering switching teams in this sort of environment. I I can't imagine what that voter is. Now, I don't understand these independent voters admittedly very well, you know, like how you can just be like, Oh, I'm not sure if I'm voting for, I mean, any other election, you know, it's like Mitt Romney or Barack Obama. Like, I don't understand like how you're on the fence, how you could be so just uh, fluid, I guess. And, but, um, I, I don't think, I don't think that fluidity exists anymore. Like there, there's we, all the COVID stuff. Like, so we are in a completely different mode now, completely different country. And I don't see a lot of middle ground. I don't see a lot of independence where they're like, oh, you know, I could kind of go either way on this. I think the battle lines have been drawn. Like you are, you are pro virus or you are antivirus. You are pro lockdown and masks and, and all this craziness or you are anti that shit. You are pro Antifa, peaceful protests, all that shit. Or you're just like, no, this, this kind of thing can't happen. And if I have to vote for Donald Trump to stop that shit from happening so that I can, um, I can open my business back up, I can start putting food on my, my family's table again. I'm not watching the TV every day to see what I can do the following day. You know, that's all set in stone, and there's there's no coming back from that. Um, there's no come there's no going back to pre Trump a pre Trump era where people have um like a a, uh, a trust in the media or anything like that, or trust in the government. Um, that there's no going back to this pre uh, COVID nineteen lifestyle where. That the government doesn't control like 99% of our daily lives and we have to beg for every little uh, right and every little privilege that the yeah, I guess we can't even call them rights anymore because if you have to beg for them, they're privileges. There's just, there's just no going back t- to that or from that. Like it's over and I don't see any path where, where there's like reconciliation, how you reconcile those two, uh, those two positions. And it, it, it really is just amazing what the, just the, the Trump, the whole Trump moment, plus the, the whole COVID moment, what it has done to people, like how it really separates uh, people. It, it, it just amazes me to this day. I'm down here, as you guys know, I'm in PV. They didn't lock down PV, but they're closing things down early, every night. So uh, restaurants and bars and stuff, they close at 830. You can't take an Uber after I think the beach closes at three. Let's take a quick second and thank our other dear, dear, dear sponsor of the show. You know him as Lorenzotti Coffee. Guys, if you like premium Italian coffee, but you hate going to these corporate, poorly managed, poorly Prepared coffee houses, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, things like that, especially now where you got to put on a mask on and stand in a socially distanced line. You're going to love Lorenzotti Coffee. They deliver premium Italian coffee and coffee brewing supplies right to your door. It's a small business that was started by two liberty minded entrepreneurs who came together over their love of coffee and their desire to bring that small independent coffee house feel back here across the pond to the United States. So what I want you to do is go to lorenzati.coffee and use my promo code FICTION so they know I sent you, and they'll give you 10% off your order. Even if you're not a coffee drinker yourself, I'm sure you know someone who does, and these tins are beautiful. They'd make a great you know, portion of a gift basket or something like that. If you wanted to send somebody that you care about a package, go to Lorenzotti.coffee, use promo code fiction, and you'll get 10% off. All right. Um, now, I think that when they say the beach, you know, it's more the beach that's that's along the downtown. The, the beach over by me, I'm, I'm kind of secluded. There were people on it all night long. Um, but I, I, I left. I left for the weekend. I, I went to Sayulita which is a, a little beach town about 45 minutes north of here. And it, it's a cool little town. There's a, you know, a lot of hippies there. <laughs> and, but it, it's really blown up over the years. It's gotten really popular. When I first went there in 2008, it was nothing. It was dirt roads, a couple places on the beach, a couple restaurants on the beach or whatever, maybe a hotel, but practically nothing. And now it's just like a whole huge downtown It's ripping. It's popping every night. I didn't wear a mask the entire weekend. I was there uh, Friday, drove down Friday, Saturday, came back Sunday night um, just because I had to work. I had to work today. And I'm going back there. I'm I'm picking up, and I'm gonna go back for another night or two. Uh, as soon as I wrap up this podcast, I'm gonna do some other stuff, and I'm gonna go fucking rage in Sayulita because it is wide open. There, everybody's partying, everybody's having a good time. You know, parties on the beach, uh, parties you know, bars, clubs, whatever you want to do, it, you can do it. And it, it's just it's so much better. It really it really makes you appreciate what life used to be like. And there is like, there's almost like no pretense of, of the coronavirus down there at all. I mean, there are some, you get the occasional people that you see walking around with their masks and, and being the, the pro virus people. But for the most part, like even when you just walk into to bars or restaurants or anything like that, they they're packed. They don't do the the thing at the door where you put your mask on. They don't take your temperature. I think the only place that's making you put a mask on is the is the gas station, the Oxo. It's like their their version of a 7-11 kind of thing. Yeah, it's like it's just like COVID did not even exist there. And you know, out of sight, out of mind, and it is it is just wonderful. I I'm thinking of, you know, I've been looking, I've been trying to find a place to spend my winter, because I I don't think I can stay in, in PV after Thanksgiving. That's still kind of up in the air. I might, I might just winter in Sayulita. Um, but if it's, if it's as wild as it has been the, the last couple of nights, I mean, like I've been on a, a pretty, uh, a pretty big bender since Friday, to be honest with you guys. So if I seem a little, um, out of it dazed and confused it would be because i i haven't gotten much sleep and I've, I've probably been out a little too much drinking a little too much and um yeah good times but you know good food good people great company just ha- everybody's friendly you're, you just walk up you talk to people you're having a good time to me that's what life should be about but there's a there's a whole other realm of people that they are like perfectly acceptable sitting at home waiting for joe biden to tell them you know, where they have to put the mask on, where they don't like what they can do. OK, but I mean, that's it. Like there, there's no in between anymore. So I, I don't know where we really go from here. But the the reason there there's going to be riots, I think, either way, regardless of who wins tomorrow night and regardless of who ultimately wins is because this this whole thing is over like this experiment in in trying to get 300 fucking 30 million people together th- from like vastly different backgrounds, experiences, cultures, uh, just terrain, you know, the, the the difference between somebody in like Idaho and somebody in San Francisco is just night and day. And you know, their values are different. You know, some you know, I, I know where, you know, whose values I prefer but there's not necessarily a right or wrong type of thing here um unless your values are you know destroying people's personal property and uh, not abiding by the non-aggression principle but these people it just be it's becoming more and more apparent that we have irreconcilable differences like this is not going to work this is like this is a bad marriage that's gotten to the point where like the fucking neighbors are calling the cops like a couple times a week, right? And it's just like it's over. We need to fucking break up. It's just not going to work anymore. I don't care who. Yeah, I mean, you could have the the second coming of Black Jesus, like a Barack Obama, really charismatic, uh, charismatic guy, who could you know with just the silver tongue, and you you can't bring us back together. Nobody is going to forget. What happened in 2020? Nobody is going to forget the the Trump moment. It's just over. I don't know what else to say. Like this, it can't work anymore. Now, I I expect very violent protests, uh, protests. Um, I I expect riots. I expect like cities to be destroyed. And if if Trump wins, like it's going to get really bad. And, you you know, pick all your, your liberals, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, uh, yeah, Portland is going to go fucking crazy. Seattle, it, it's going to get pretty bad. If Trump loses, I don't see the the right rioting. I just don't. They're ju- I just see them checking out of this whole thing. Like they're not going to buy into this this bullshit fucking uh, government of the people by the people for the people. They're not going to listen to the media anymore. You know, like that's all gone. So I, I expect more of a um, peaceful resistance to government decree, which is great. It's almost like a secession. And I think states are going to draw their lines and, and make the play for, for those types of people. Like, uh, you know, take an area of Texas or something like that uh, where people are just going to start congregating with like-minded individuals that, that share the same values and they're just going to govern themselves, hopefully, you know, on the local level. The way they want to and they're gonna have the stones to to tell the federal government to go fuck themselves i think that's what would happen given a, a biden win here because they're just gonna be done with, they're gonna feel like he stole this election from trump and this whole thing was fucking rigged and i just don't see how anybody could have um what's the word i can't even think of the word god how many brain cells did i kill this past weekend i don't see how anybody could have like a a renewed confidence that this government thing can work, that this idea can work. And I think it it could be if the libertarian party wasn't such a fucking shit show mess, just pathetic messaging, horrible at pitching themselves. It could be a great opportunity to pull some people into that sort of movement, but they're not even fucking close to that. So it's just going to be another wasted opportunity to, to get people who are now very receptive to the anti-government message. And, you know, Joe Jorgensen is just incapable of doing that. Everything she does is just cringeworthy. But, yeah, so that, that's, you know, I, I think that's what's going to happen if you have a, a Biden win. And if you have a Trump win, obviously, like, it, it's just going to go to shit and you're going to see, start seeing, like, martial law. Like, I don't think they're going to let these um, these pro these riots go on the way that they did, during covid and everything because it was trying to make donald trump look bad or whatever you know they um now that trump's not e- even um if he wins you know he's not up for re-election again so he can he's really gonna have uh no no qualms about just beating these things down i mean that i'm that needs somebody needs to stop this shit from happening i mean this is just absolutely ridiculous as far as like a a path to victory goes you know I don't want to get into like a whole breakdown state by state, but I keep seeing these polls where they they think like Florida's in play for like Trump might not win Florida. Trump might not win Texas. Like I I don't see how that's even possible. Uh, I'm sorry. Trump's winning Florida. Trump's winning Texas. What other ones are like up in the air? Wisconsin. I think Trump's going to take Wisconsin. I I think there's a lot of Wisconsin that's like fucking... It's not all just like University of fucking Madison, Wisconsin, Madison and, and all these like liberal college kids and, and stuff like that. There, there's a lot of um, there, there's a lot of rural Wisconsin that I, I think, you know, and, and people in these suburbs that have had you know around Kenosha and places like that that saw what happened uh, when those when those fucking uh, rioters went crazy. I think Trump's got a really good shot of taking, uh, Wisconsin and then Pennsylvania. You know, I know, uh, Biden is, is like a big Pennsylvania guy or whatever, but his, uh, his take on energy, <laughs> that, that could be a fucking deal breaker over there. I just, um, I, I think Trump might take that too. We'll have to see because, you know, you got the, the big cities that, that kind of overwhelm a lot of the uh, a lot of the rural votes or whatever. But I, I certainly don't think he's going to lose Florida or Texas. So I, my gut, like I said, my gut is telling me that that Donald Trump is going to win this thing. My um, my brain, what, what's left of it still thinks that logically it would make sense that whoever like if it wasn't Donald Trump, No other president could overcome all of this fucking craziness. Like he is the only guy that I think could possibly after the last four years uh, of just all of this, uh, all the stuff I talked about before, uh, nobody could overcome that. And I always said, you know, if the economy was uh, in the shitter, Donald Trump would lose. But now you kind of have to handicap that, too, because the economy tanked, but it's forced It's forced by people who have the same views as Joe Biden toward coronavirus, right? So um, they're they're forcing you to close down your business. And so I I don't think that applies here. I don't think that applies anymore. Um, But just logically, you know, you look at all these polls and everything and it kind of seems like Joe Biden should win. He certainly uh, Trump should be very beatable. His, his campaign, his campaign slogan was never really good. Like "Keep America Great Again." Like Jesus Christ, look at us right now. I mean, I know he came out with that before the, the COVID craziness and all that, but not nearly as good as his first his first campaign. He didn't do tremendous in the debates or anything like that. He had one good. Debate performance, but it was almost just that Joe Biden was so fucking bad that it made Trump look better by comparison. He didn't deal the knockout blow. He couldn't make this bumbling, old, senile man just collapse on stage and fold into himself. And that was a that was a big problem for him. So, yeah, I mean, Trump has had his issues with this campaign, but I don't think it really matters. Um, I don't think it matters to voters. I think there's like one or two things on people's mind and it's like covid. Or it's these riots, you know, things like that. Or or it's like, you know, the corrupt media, things like yeah, whatever it is, you know. I, there, there's like two or three issues on, on everybody's mind. I just don't see Donald Trump fucking losing. I mean, you say what you want about Donald Trump. Oh, he, he's a fucking, he's a big orange buffoon. He's never demonstrated any, like, um, in-depth knowledge of any topic I've ever he- heard him speak on. But he's a fucking winner. The guy finds a way to win. And Joe Biden is a fucking loser. He ran for president. Like what? Two other times he's, he's lost every fucking time. Okay. And he, he, his whole thing is like, Oh, well I knew when I saw Charlottesville that I had to, (laughs) I had to run to get the soul back of our country. It's like, (laughs) no, you already ran twice before that. You fucking lying piece of shit. Okay. We know you're fucking full of it, but whatever. Um, I just can't imagine Donald Trump losing to Joe Biden just like the way that the the two carry themselves, maintain the way that the two campaigns look, the rallies look, all this stuff like it would be it would seem like a huge upset for Joe Biden to win just because he looks ridiculous in every fucking appearance, every sense of the world. Word, he looks old. He, he he doesn't have it all together. He he doesn't have any enthusiasm. Like nobody cares enough about him to go to these rallies that he's having. Uh, he's just been hiding out. It's like the first time a, a presidential candidate hasn't campaigned. He's just been you know hunkered down in some bunker somewhere, and nobody nobody hears from him. And it might work. It, it would be the, the one of the biggest upsets ever if you could not campaign, right? Just sit in a fucking hole somewhere, come out for a couple debates, and then go back into your fucking hole and, and win this thing. But I just don't see it. I, I can't see it happening. And it just feels like 2020 is the year where... like. You're going to get more of what you know, the crazy you're going to, you're not going to get a return to the normalcy or the soul of America. No, no, you're getting more fucking Trump moment, fucking craziness. I don't know. So that, that is my election day prediction. Oh, I, I forgot the, um, I'm going to do, uh, another podcast appearance the day after the election. So Wednesday, I, I, I don't know if it's a live podcast or when it airs it's the death to tyrants podcast so i I will be on that we're gonna do an election night recap kind of thing so uh, yeah I will be um following this election stuff pretty closely tomorrow night and um you'll you'll be able to get my my post analysis on his podcast death to tyrants on uh, I don't know I'm I'm recording it Wednesday. I don't know how it works. I haven't really um talked to him about it much yet, so we'll we'll be in communication for that. But that that's gonna be awesome. I'm pretty excited about that. I'll probably do like another another short podcast or something Thursday, maybe Friday, depending on the way things shake out. Yeah, that I I I don't know what else to say. I, I um those are my those are my pre um pre election the day before. The ultimate election of our lifetimes. That—that's what I think is going to happen. We'll see. I mean, this is not—I um, like I've been talking about. I've gone back and forth on this. Like, I, you know, today I, f- I really feel like Trump's got it, but you know, <laughs> tomorrow, you know, that could all change. I, I do hop back and forth. And this is it. When I say like, my gut tells me it's going. I I still think it's going to be very close. Like, it's going to be just like the the Hillary twenty sixteen. Like, like if Trump wins, it's going to be razor thin razor thin margins uh, everywhere that you know he needs it he's going to get it so um and then of course you know after election night we're not even going to know for a couple weeks minimum who is the real president and that's when I think the real fucking craziness is going to start. And that's when people are going to go ballistic. When, when you know, these uh, all these mail-in ballots and you start seeing these stories and all this corruption and, and miss, mishandling of things. It's like, oh, I found like 50,000 ballots in my trunk. Here we go. There's going to be all kinds of that going on. It's just going to be a really crazy time to be alive. I'm glad I'm not stateside and... I don't know when I'm going to go back. To be honest with you, I'm like I said, I, I'm uh, looking like a strong possibility for the foreseeable future. Maybe I might, if it's a little too bustling over there, I might go a little farther north to San Pancho, see if I can hunker down there for a while. But either way, you know, I'll still be doing my thing here with the podcast. Thank you all so very much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, do me a favor: give me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Share the show with somebody that you know that might like it. Follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. For all you new listeners out there, if you heard uh, if you heard me on Lines of Liberty, I got some ads going there. Great to have you on board. Hope you like the show. Don't forget that we have a um I have a YouTube channel where we we put out more shareable clips and things like that. It's easier for for you guys to pass around. And we have a private Facebook group that we're having a lot of fun in there. I know they're going to do um a whole little debate watch party kind of thing and if enough people are involved they're going to live stream it so that you know justin's doing a great job managing that group and you guys have a lot of fun in there you get some real dank memes great conversations you know so find the private facebook group get in there and, and uh, go have some fun try not to take this uh, election shit too fucking seriously stay safe i don't know where you guys are but um stay away from all all this fucking craziness, you know, don't get involved in these, these riots and everything like that. Um, come on down to, to Mexico. COVID does not exist north of, as soon as you get out of Jalisco, Nayarit is, is wide open. So, um, I don't know something to think about. Thank you all so very much for listening. I will be back, uh, sometime later this week thursday with a brand new episode and until then you guys know the drill just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction peace